China at guard 66 Michael Jordan Welcome back to the Electric Factory podcast home to your mom's favorite podcast I'm your host Matt Jones and I have decided that I am now dedicating my Sundays to analyze um, the last dance episodes. So today we saw episodes one and two, 10 out of 10. Amazing. Um, I know LeBron James wasn't watching the documentary tonight. Um, I know that for a fact. I know LeBron, LeBron James tweeted something that he was, he was watching some stupid game show on like NBC or something like, come on, LeBron. Like, you know, you know, you're not even gonna let your kids you're taking your kids' phones away so they can't even see highlights of it because you got to brainwash them to think you're the greatest player of all time. Well, well, newsflash, LeBron, you're not. Michael Jordan is the greatest number 23 to ever play the game of basketball, best basketball player of all time. So I don't want to hear anything from bronze sexuals, Kyle Jordan, Claire Perry, uh, saying that LeBron's a GOAT because he's not. Um, you guys weren't even old enough to watch Michael Jordan. Kyle, you said MJ was in his prime in the 2000s. Around then? No, he was not. You're you're crazy, Kyle. Um, anyways, uh, I started off awesome. Great start to the movie. Um, not a movie, the documentary. I loved the start um, when they showed MJ and his college career. That was very cool to see. I mean, you don't really get to see that footage. And especially, like, hearing what people had to, like, say about it, too. Like, especially, like... Um, Roy Williams, what Roy Williams had to say about Michael Jordan. Uh, he said that Michael Jordan was the only player to turn it off and on, and he never freaking turned it off. That was awesome. That was a all-time quote already. Awesome seeing Michael Jordan hit the game-winning shot. But it was also crazy to see that the turnover at the end of that game was literally the point guard passing the ball to North Carolina. Like, he, like, just passed, gave it to him, like, his his teammate wasn't even in the era. Like, he literally just passed the ball to him. Like, if you guys want to go see it, go look it up. Ending to the championship game. That was crazy. Uh, anyways, Jerry Krause is a complete loser. Uh, Jerry Krause might be the ugliest man on planet Earth. Uh, I saw a tweet from Barstool Sports. Uh, said the character, the manager of the... Monstars from Space Jam looks like Jerry Krause. Uh, go look that up because he literally looks like Jerry Krause. Jerry Jerry Krause is a clown. They even said at the start of the documentary to not even mess, like not even come close with Jerry Krause because he was trying to completely just rebuild the team. Um, so that might have been a mistake. Uh, Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen was scammed. Scotty Pippen was arguably the second best player during that time period with MJ. Uh, Scotty Pippen grew up rough childhood. Uh, very sad to hear about that. It was cool to see how uh, he went to a small school in Arkansas, played there. It was cool to see how the whole stadium arena was filled up, even at such a small NAIA school like that, because you don't see that nowadays. And just to see Scottie Pippen literally stick his nuts in some guy's face while dunking the basketball at full speed on a fast break was probably the coolest thing uh, during both episodes today. That was awesome. Very cool. I mean, a lot of people didn't know that Scottie Pippen originally was drafted by the Supersonics, but he was. And then 
therefore he got traded to the Bulls. But imagine if he would have been with the Sonics. That would have been kind of cool to see. Um, what else we got here? Uh, very, very cool uh, in the first two episodes that they showed uh, highlights from the 1986 playoffs versus the Boston Celtics. Uh, game one, Michael Jordan drops 49 points. They end up losing the game. Second game, drops 63 points, lose the game. And for people out there saying that Michael Jordan's competition were garbage truck drivers, plumbers, dentists, they're playing the Boston Celtics. They had Bill Walton. Bill Walton, if you don't know who Bill Walton is, he's one of the best announcers in college basketball right now. They had Danny Ainge, who is the owner of the Boston Celtics now. Great basketball player, phenomenal basketball player. He had to guard MJ in the fin- in the Eastern Conference um, Finals. They had Larry Bird, who arguably is one of the greatest shooters of all time. Uh, Stephen Curry is better than him, if you didn't know. They had Rick Carlisle, uh, who is the head coach uh, of the Dallas Mavericks. Great, great coach, great basketball player too. Uh, they had DJ Johnson. By far the Celtics' best defender at the time. Uh, he couldn't guard LeBron. And knew, I'm not being racist or anything, but DJ was black. So there's no excuse there to bring race and because they're white, they were plumbers and all that. So I don't want to hear any of that bull crap that Michael Jordan was playing against plumbers because he was being guarded by someone of his own color. So that's stupid to make that excuse, Kyle. Um, it was amazing. Just some of, his, some of his highlights, like the play where he was baseline with Larry Bird, dribbling between his legs, did a quick fader, step back fader, the elbow over Larry Bird. Phenomenal. Larry Bird's very tall, if you didn't know. And then just watching Bill Walton try and guard Michael Jordan. He couldn't. He got literally toasted. It was like me when I'm playing Zach Reard one-on-one Kyle's driveway in the summer. He can't guard me. I'm too quick for him. I take him to the hole. I score. I dunk it if I'm playing on an eight-foot hoop. It's over. GG. I mean, it's just phenomenal. It was also, like, watching the Bulls and MJ going overseas to France and stuff, like, that was, that was kind of pretty funny to watch, especially when the news reporter – Asked him to sign, uh, it was like a script or something. I don't know. Asked him to sign a piece of paper. And MJ literally was just, he wasn't even looking at the guy when he said it. And he didn't even flint, like he didn't even look at him. And then MJ's, I don't even, it was probably someone from the Bulls came over to the guy and he's like, no, no. And he like pushed him away. And he's like, it's just a pay. And he's like, no, get out of here. That was kind of funny to see. And that little talk show they had was pretty cool. Uh, it's also funny to hear MJ talk about uh, how the Bulls were like the cocaine train or some I forget what it was called, but he said referencing about, you know, the different players doing drugs and stuff, about how he, how he said he never did that. Uh, that was pretty funny. There's some good memes on the internet right now about that. Uh, what else? What else? I, I mean, just the intro was fire. Everything I thought everything about the episode was fire. Uh, especially for someone that, I mean, I didn't grow up during that. I didn't have access to watching the games. So, I mean, it was just awesome to see his highlights and see how good he was compared to his competition. Uh, I definitely think LeBron, or not LeBron, MJ would fit in perfectly fine in today's NBA. I mean, just watch, just watching his highlights, like literally no one could stop him. He literally just floated. He just just floated through the key. To the hoop every time, scored every time. His in midair, he literally like was in midair for like five seconds. 
really good drawing fouls, finishing. He could dunk the ball like crazy. He did cradle dunks in college. In college, this is where people were hesitant if Michael Jordan was going to be who he is today. They said that after five days, well, this is what Roy Williams and Dean Smith, they said that after five days, they thought that Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player in the United States of America. And that's what they said. So it's just, it was crazy to just even watch Michael Jordan in college, like his highlights. Like he just, he looked like a player you've never seen before. Like I can't, like, of course, well, like LeBron didn't play in, in college. You know, he was too scared to go to college, you know, so he had to go straight to the NBA because who knows, maybe LeBron would have got exposed in college. You know, you never know. Just the scenario. Same with Kobe, you know. Uh, but I personally think that Kobe Bryant is the closest we have to Michael Jordan, not even LeBron. Uh, I think, honestly, MJ was a pure shooter. Uh, Kobe Bryant, pure shooter. Kobe Bryant's a great shooter. Uh, even just watching Kobe just float to the hoop, just kind of like watching highlights of Kobe. Uh, he kind of looks like MJ out there. Some of his dunks look like MJ, how he attacks the rim, how he finishes, put back, stuff like that. Uh, so, I mean, if I was going to compare anyone to Michael Jordan, it would not be LeBron. It would definitely be Kobe Bryant. And then even Dwayne, you could even you can even say parts of Dwayne Wade is like MJ, but LeBron nowhere close. And this is like I hope that people who think LeBron James is the goat, like people my age, watch that documentary and realize, wow, Michael Jordan, phenomenal athlete. Like LeBron, LeBron's not doing that stuff. LeBron's not doing the dunks that MJ's doing. Phenomenal, unbelievable. Honestly, though, my favorite part of the documentary might have been when they showed that Danny Ainge was playing golf with Michael Jordan between game one and game two. Um, that was a shocker and honestly hilarious. I wonder what course they played. They might have played TPC Boston uh, up in Norton. I don't, I don't know. But that's That would have been my guess. It's one of the night, best courses in uh, Boston area. And they just talked about how they were chirping each other the whole round. That, that would have been awesome to see. Like, can you imagine if Steph Curry went out and played golf with LeBron James? Steph Curry would throw LeBron James around the course. He would destroy him. Steph Curry would literally have to give LeBron James, like, 30 shots aside if LeBron wanted to be anywhere close to Steph Curry. And, I mean, that's just, that's just what I'm saying. Steph Curry's better at golf than LeBron James, if you didn't know that. Um, other than that, like I, I honestly cannot wait for like the more episodes to come out and the Jerry Krause slander just keeps on rolling. Like Jerry Krause probably thought like when he died, he's like, oh, I won't. People only speak nicely of me now when I'm gone. But no, like, Watching the first two episodes of this, Jerry Krause just gets absolutely blasted the whole time. And it's awesome. I mean, like literally Phil Jackson could have told him he was going 82-0 in his last season and done it. And Jerry Krause still would have fired him. Like hearing that like Jerry Krause came down and told uh, the head coach of the Bulls to pull Michael Jordan because he had reached his maximum of 14 minutes the whole game in the final 13 seconds of the game to pull Michael Jordan with the game-winning shot on the line is just crazy. Like, this dude was, like, trying – like, okay, let's put it in perspective, all right? Tom Brady – Tom Brady just – okay, they lose the Super Bowl to the Giants. You know, Tom Brady's about to reach his, his peak. And Robert Kraft is like, you know what, Bill? 
you know, I think I think we should go we we should go draft a new quarterback. You know, I don't I don't think Tom's doing it. I don't think Tom can handle it. I think we need to go draft a new quarterback. And they had Paxson come in and hit the game winner. That's like saying, you know, you know, Tom, you're just gonna sit out these these next seasons and we're gonna have Nathan Peterman come in and win a couple Super Bowls for us. Like, okay, Jerry Krause, you're an idiot. You're a complete idiot, Jerry Krause. But that's okay. Michael Jordan's still the greatest basketball player to ever walk the earth. He might have been affected by Jerry Krause. And we will find we'll probably find out. You know, it sounds like he was on his nerves a lot. It sounds I mean, MJ would always roast Jerry Krause. He'd always make fun of him for being small and fat. He said he even in one of the clips, he's like, Hey Jerry, you want to come shoot layups with us? He goes, Yeah. And he goes, All right, we'll have to lower the hoop for you. That was hilarious. If you didn't laugh at that, you have no sense of humor. Because that was hilarious. Like I'm already, I'm already pumped for episode three and four featuring the bad boy Pistons. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I thought Louis Vert was like helping us through the quarantine, but like, damn, Michael Jordan documentary. This is like next level. Like, I'm looking forward to next week now. Like, shoot, when they had LL Cool J, I'm bad banging playing when Michael Jordan was going off for 63. That had me hyped up. That was awesome. Um, I'm I, I'm still waiting to see some Dennis Rodman. I think we all are. Uh, I get to see a side of Dennis Rodman that probably is not shown because a lot of this is unseen footage. Uh, but I mean that was definitely the fastest two fastest two hours like of my life. It was crazy, and I enjoyed every single second of it, even the ads. I will have to say, like the one thing about MJ when he said that Scotty was being selfish for wanting a trade. When Michael Jordan was making $33 million, when Scotty was just making two, that was pretty funny. Like, like, come on, LeBron. I keep saying LeBron when I'm talking about his airness. What am I doing? I'm sorry, guys. But, I mean, now you can maybe see why Scotty Pippen is team LeBron, but I, I still think. Scotty Pippen uh, could have handled the situation better. I think he was weak for sitting out the season because he thought he could maybe get a better contract, something like that. But I mean, that was Scotty Pippen's decision. Scotty Pippen's a little weird looking. I'll give him that. He might he might be a little weird. And I I loved when they had Barack Obama come on and talk, and they labeled him as former Chicago resident. Like we don't know who Barack Obama was. And I think they did that for Bill Clinton too. No, but they put Bill Clinton. It was like former governor, former governor of Arkansas. Some I don't know. I don't remember it. But they labeled him differently. But then Barack Obama is a former Chicago resident. And then like every time like Steve Kerr talks, all I can think is that Steve Kerr is like the young pastor at a church that like slowly wins over the old people who don't like change. And that's all I can think about when I when I look at Steve Kerr, and. Steve Kerr receives more credit than he should for his success with the Bulls. Uh, I think that uh, Tony Kukoc played a bigger role with the Chicago Bulls than Steve Kerr. Like when they advertise the last dance, they have Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan. Then they have Steve Kerr. It's like, ah, definitely could have had Kukoc on there. 
but that's okay. You know, Steve Kerr, Warriors coach, point guard, probably draw more publicity and more viewers because Steve Kerr uh, is a raging politician nowadays. So get the older crowd to watch the documentary. All right. Well, anyways, that's my analysis of episodes one and two. Episodes three and four are going to be even better, guaranteed. Uh, we're going to see some Dennis Rodman, I'm sure. And then we're going to see the bad boy Pistons, which is like one of the greatest rivalries of all time. Second to LA and Boston. So that'll be very good to watch. Um, but yeah, if you if you haven't watched Last Dance, go watch it. It's great. It's worth it. It'll make your two hours go by so fast and you'll forget that this pandemic is even a thing. Uh, so yeah. Hope you guys enjoy this analysis. Uh, have a podcast out for you tomorrow. Yeah.